Welcome to On the Spot, where two student pastors talk about stuff that matters. I'm Dakota. And I'm Kyle. Kyle, we have made it past 20 episodes. We have. That's a little weird. And I have a cold. You do. You do have a cold. So I'm trying to stay six feet away from you, and I'm making you wear a mask. (laughs) No. Neither of those things are true. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I think we're going to see... Now that masks and distancing are no longer a thing after they've been a thing for a year, that colds are going to become a bigger deal. You think so? I do, because everyone in my family has had a cold. You have a cold. You know, it's like Oprah Winfrey handing out colds left and right. <laughs> you get a cold and you get a cold. Oh, that's funny. Well, so we are on episode 21, and we have hit some pretty heavy stuff recently. We have. We have. We hit it really hard So with a sledgehammer. <laughs> so for this episode, we're going to go a little bit lighter on our content today. Um, that's not to say that what we're going to talk about isn't good and important, and we do still think it matters. So, uh, But we're just trying to give you a little bit lighter of an episode since we've had so many um, kind of heavier in in some ways. Some things are more controversial. So we're just going to kind of chill out a little bit today and we're going to do some reflection and things like that. But we do have something pretty special yes. for our question of it's, the day it's portion. Very, it's very crucial. It's a very crucial question that we get the right answers uh, to this. So Dakota, the question of the day is, what are your top favorite fast food French fries? Yeah, so we're going to kind of do the top five. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, um, we can do a top five. I give mine too. So so we'll go back and forth. I'll, I'll give you my number five, and then, then you can go after that. Um, are there any rules on what counts as a fast food okay, restaurant? Okay, so in my opinion... Like what, what, what are the stipulations here? In my opinion, a fast food restaurant absolutely has to have a drive-thru. Okay, so I, so that means that like something like Five Guys is not an option. Yeah, I would not consider Five Guys a fast food restaurant. I don't know, man. I feel like it's one of those tweeners. I would consider it like a casual dining place, like I casual, like 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 it, Chipotle or um, Qdoba or something like that. I consider those so like is casual Panera dining. a fast food restaurant. I don't think so, but I do know they have a drive-thru. They, they do have a drive-thru. Yeah. So, um, fun fact, in uh, in New Orleans, uh, the the subway that was closest to the seminary actually had a drive-thru. Interesting. Yes. So, that one was a fast food restaurant, but not all the others. <laughs> so, does the food have to be fried? Um, I, I mean, mean, not that you can have French fries that are not fried. I, I don't I think mean, you, you can. I mean, you can bake them. That that would that would be gross. There's no way that baked fries should ever end up in your top five <laughs> ever. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so I I would say one of the defining factors is if it has a drive through. Yes. So um, they 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 must have a drive through. They must be fried, and they must have salt of some sort. Correct. Yes. So my number five. I gotta I gotta actually think about how many I have in my top. So one, two, three, four. I I would probably put my number five being McDonald's fries. Really? Yeah. That low? I, I, it, it's a toss-up. So here's the thing about McDonald's what? for me. I never feel good after eating McDonald's. That, that is very true. I'm that not, is very fair. I'm not saying that I feel good after eating any fast food, really. But McDonald's actively makes me feel bad. 
Okay, that's very fair. I'm I convinced that. that their fries and their food have something in it that make you want to eat it more. That's probably not, you know. I mean, they probably do. Allowed to be in there. They just don't say anything. Because for some reason, even though I feel bad, <laughs> I'm like, I would eat another one of those. <laughs> you well, know? of course. So yeah. I, I would put McDonald's they fries could, at they could five. make They could make a bottle of glue. If they inserted that chemical into a bottle of glue, you'd probably eat three bottles of glue. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, I would put my number five as Talk McDonald's. Talk about being stopped up. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. Uh, my number five. Hmm, I got to think about this one for a second. I am going to go with... Uh, I don't know, man. The, here's my problem. I have like a top three, but I have a, I have a, I'm having a really difficult time doing a top five when I can't include something like five guys. So I think for my, I think for my number five, I am going to go with, uh, we'll say Hardy's. Hardee's? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to say something like Zaxby's. No, well. Unless hmm. Zaxby's is higher on your list. I think Zaxby's might be higher on my list. Interesting. Um, I'm looking at this list just to get ideas. And do you know Church's Chicken has french fries apparently? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, here's the problem. I, I kind of want to make it a catch-all. It's either Hardee's or Whataburger. See, I've never been to a Whataburger. They're not around here, so no, they're not. I, you know what? I'm going to change mine. I'm going to go with Whataburger because Hardee's did recently change their French fries, and I don't like them nearly as much. Really, they feel cheaper. I haven't eaten at a Hardee's in a long time, so uh, you know, actually, it's one of the best fast food hamburgers out there. It really, it really is interesting. You get one of those like six dollar burgers or whatever. Yeah, it actually tastes really good. Mm. I would, I would go there and get a burger before I went to like Wendy's or. McDonald's. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. All right. What's so, your number four, Dakota? Let's move to number four here. I think that my number four is going to have to go to I would probably I would probably give that to Zaxby's. Zaxby's has some pretty solid fries. They're they're crinkle cut fries. Yeah. So they're a little different than your 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 standard what other yeah. people have. So yeah. I, I like Zaxby's fries a lot, especially when they when you get a good batch that's been cooked a little bit longer and they're not, you know, they're not floppy. Yeah. So yeah. Flop, floppy fries, fries are not my favorite. I like the crinkle cut fries. Uh, surprisingly, those are not very common amongst the fast food fr French fries out there. Yeah. All yeah. right. So uh, for number four for me, I'm actually going to go Zaxby's as well. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Zaxby's, uh, uh, join the party. Yeah, and I mean, I know that you absolutely love Zaxby's. So, so my counselor and my psychiatrist actually are, are both in Richmond off of an exit that has a Zaxby's. Oh, my. So, like, you know, at least once a month I'm getting Zaxby's, even though we actually don't have one here in Fredericksburg. Huh. So... Interesting. Yes. And they're like, how's your diet going? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I, I, I just pay attention to what days I'm going to be going to the... To the doctor, and I just count my calories correctly. I was gonna say, which fun fact and credit where credit's due, Kyle, you've done an incredible job with your diet and you've lost a ton of weight. Well, thank so. you. I, I so. think I'm somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 pounds. Yeah, congratulations, so. thanks, dude. man. Yeah, all right. So, my number three, are you ready? I am. I am. This I am is, waiting with baited this breath. This is where things salt baited breath. Yeah, this is where things are gonna start getting a little controversial. All uh -oh. right, so I'm actually gonna put Arby's. As my number three, that's not 
controversial. That's actually my number three as well. What? Quit copying me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because uh, so Arby's is unique because they have the curly fry. Yeah, Arby's is a lot of people's like favorite French fry. Yeah, but if I'm being honest with you, I actually miss their straight fry. Well, once you get through about half of a, of a medium or a large curly French fry, you're kind of like, should I keep eating this? <laughs> you know? So um, I, I do like the Arby's fries. So I'm going to put them at my number three. And that's also your number three. That is also my number three. They are really, really good. It's a lot of people's favorites. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm still mad at Mar- at Arby's because they got rid of the uh, the 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 old straight fry they they did have recently bring it back yeah and it's a little different mm. but i like it well and, and but- i actually prefer it to the curly fry that doesn't mean the curly fry is bad interesting but part of the reason why arby's is higher on this list is because they offer that other fry option right nice okay. not many fast food restaurants offer multiple kinds of fries that's very true that's very true so you got to give them some credit for yes that. so all right number two Here's my number two. I feel like my voice is a lot lower. It is. It's like the <laughs> sultry tones of Dakota Gregg. Let me tell you about my favorite French fries. <laughs> All right. Number two for me, and this is a not super common one, is rallies or uh, checkers. So your number two causes a number two. Yeah, pretty much. So I don't love rallies and checkers food in general. Like a lot of their food is just kind of okay, but their French fries are so good. I've heard good things and I think I've had them before. They look, I'm looking at a picture of them right now. They look good. They look like of, of all these fast food fries that, that they look like what comes the closest to emulating five guys yeah um so i suppose if i had had them more they probably would have made my list because five guys would have would have been in my top five probably near the yeah. top uh if we had included those but you know i'll have to i'll have to get these do we have a checkers in town we do it's over on plank road there's one okay i suppose it's we near can't, the bjs yeah i suppose we can't count like boardwalk fries or anything like that either yeah i don't think so but I mean that's technically a fast food restaurant, but they don't have a drive through because they're like in the mall. Yeah, I I would say no. I like Boardwalk French fries. I actually got sad when they got rid of those. Uh, if you go to the Nats game in like that left center field area, they used to have a Boardwalk fries there, and they don't anymore. Interesting. And just baseball games have taken on a little bit of a somber feel ever <laughs> since then. All right, what's your number two, Kyle? Uh, my number two is actually McDonald's. Uh, I I like. See, you rated it in your top five. They're still. so good, though. I I, I love yes, McDonald's I French fries. I mean, they could insert that chemical into like <laughs> a, a five year old hot dog, and it would probably taste good. Oh my gosh! But those I like how we just assume that it's not real food or something. Like, it's a chemical that makes yes. it good. I there are times if I'm like having low blood sugar on the side of the road or something, like yeah. in my car, I wouldn't just be like walking the side of the road having low blood sugar. Um, like, and I'm looking for a place to stop and I see a McDonald's, I'll stop and get like a large fry. And I just, don't know why, because it's not actual carbohydrates or anything real. It's, it, it has carbs. They're fake. Well, okay. <laughs> they still affect my blood sugar. So they're, they're real arti- enough for me. They're artificial carbs. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but whatever. Dude, why don't, well, I just assume that because 
you know, you can throw a McDonald's French fry in a chlorine swimming pool and it'll be just fine. Now like a that, month later. that is, that is a McDonald's hamburger. Uh, you can do the fries the same way. Okay. Whatever. They still taste Have you good. ever found a, fr- a McDonald's French fry under the seat of a car after like 10 years? It looks exactly the same as the day no, you got it, it. No, it doesn't. It hundred percent does. It has a lot more things on it that look like pepper. <laughs> Because I don't care. I don't care how immaculate you are with your car. If you find a McDonald's French fry in between the seats, it's covered in something. All right. So, what's your number one? So, before I give my number one, I do want to give one honorable mention that would have absolutely probably been in my top three. But Kyle said no. If I could have used it. And so, the Taco Bell nacho fries are absolutely delicious. The reason that I couldn't include them on my list is because they don't always have them. It's kind of like a a special thing that they do periodically. So I didn't feel like it was fair to include it on the list, but the Taco Bell nacho fries, if you get the opportunity, just get them. They're so good. So I don't deny that they're good. I've never had them. I kind of want to go try them now. I just have a hard time counting them in this kind of list because I feel like I feel like it's like baseball. You've got a guy that is playing like, you know, normal and then you got that's got a guy that's juiced up on steroids. <laughs> it's just not a fair competition to like like if we're going to throw in like chili cheese fries and all of that stuff in here. So, then- I, so here's the thing about them. They do go well with the nacho cheese, but you don't have to eat them. They're similar to like the Rally's fries or the Checkers fries. So you would you would say that the plain ones without any of the meat or the oh, cheese that's what I'm any- talking about. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm not talking about the ones that are covered in stuff. I'm talking about the gotcha. ones that you get in a regular French fry pack, and they'll put a side of nacho cheese with them, gotcha. so you can dip. But the okay, French fries, the fries are just good. Um, they're similar to the texture of like the Checkers Rally's fries, except they have whatever the chemical that Taco Bell puts in all of their food that makes it taste the same. Yeah. So it's just it. They're good. All right. Well, I'll have to go get. Are they in the restaurant right now? I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm, you they, don't. They change their menu a lot. You, so you have not yelped Taco Bell recently. I see. I don't and won't do that. Gotcha. So, all right. all right. So my number one. Yes. You your, know what it's your, gonna your be. Your number one. Did I give my number two? Did you? I don't. Oh, remember. you. Oh, you. You gave your honorable mentions. Yes. Yeah. 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 My you honorable gave, mentions. Your number two was Mc, McDonald's. Yes, yes. Yes. My honorable mentions would be uh, Five Guys and Boardwalk Fries. Gotcha. Uh, because you, you said they wouldn't count. They they both, if they counted as fast food fries, they would be in my top five. So got it. You know. So all right, my number one is Chick Fil A. Yes, yes. Chick- okay, Chick-fil-A so here's the thing. This isn't just because we're pastors. We are we are Christians, and therefore we must vote for Christian chicken stuff. <laughs> I like Chick Fil A's fries because they have. I think that they're most the most substantial potato. Of any fast food restaurant. Yes, their their potatoes are stout. They they raise them in uh, gyms <laughs> and make them lift weights. Because they're the waffle fry, you get a little bit of the skin taste. You get the it's just a robust potato yeah. taste, and they're so good. And if you got some Chick Fil A sauce, you're just 
you're in a good place. So Chick-fil-A is my number one. Uh, However, I will say it would have been my number three had Boardwalk Fries and Five Guys been uh, allowed into this game. I would actually put Boardwalk Fries number one and Five Guys number two and Chick-fil-A number three. Anyways, if anyone kept up with that, we congratulate you. You probably care more than the average listener. Let us know on Instagram or send us an email what your top five favorite things are on Instagram. Where favorite sent- French fries, not just things. Like did this I is say a- things? You did. This is oh, not geez. like some number from the Sound of yeah, Music. Okay, so don't do that. Tell us what your top. I like five- raindrops on roses <laughs> and whiskers on kittens. Tell us your top five favorite fast food French fries. Um, you can do that. You can send us a private message on the spot. Um, dot podcast on Instagram, Facebook. You can send us an email on the spot at spotswood.org. All those things. I'm going to tell you all that again at the end. So if you forgot it, you don't have to pause it. Awesome. So Dakota, there's one other thing that I wanted to talk about. We, we prioritize rest. We think that rest is highly underrated in the American church. Yes. And you recently had an opportunity to rest. Yes. uh, And you went on uh, a very controversial vacation. (laughs) So for for listeners who may not be up to speed on some of our previous episodes, Dakota um, has expressed his high degree of vitriol and vehemence for, uh, for the beach. And it just so happens that Dakota went to the beach yeah. for his vacation. I don't I don't know that I And spoiler alert, he liked it. <laughs> I don't know that I expressed that level of hatred. That's to what the I beach, heard. But listen, I it's not what say, you said, it's what they hear. I did say that the beach is not my favorite thing. Or my first choice. Yes, it is not in a sound of music sequel song. But Kyle's throwing his keys, but... Oh, yeah, that was probably audible, wasn't it? I did go to the Outer Banks with my wife and her family, and we had a great time. Did did Crosby go with you? Yes, Crosby was also there, and he had a great time. And if you have seen my Instagram, you saw the the video of him seeing the ocean. It's not the first time he's seen the ocean, but it was the first time on this trip that he saw the ocean. And it was the, probably the purest reaction that I've ever seen for anything. So you should go check that out on my Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. So just exactly, um, if, if you were to lay out the, you already mentioned one, but if you were lay out maybe the five things that you loved most about your beach vacation and why, you have converted to being a beach bum now, as opposed to a mountain man. I, I am uh, still. I still. Why, <laughs> see, that's not what you told me. That, you said. You said, and I quote, uh, "Kyle, I was wrong. I repent <laughs> of everything that I have ever said about the beach, and I want to spend hours telling you why." So Kyle doesn't tell the truth always. Um, I, I still prefer the lake. However, I had a great time. You asked me what some of the, the other five, day the you five actually things, told me right? that you thought you preferred the beach to the lake. No, that is not even true. Well, even know, not at all. Oh man. <laughs> so what were the five things you liked about your beach bum vacation? So this time we, we went to the outer banks. We went to Frisco, which is the Southern part of the outer banks. Um, probably as far as you could get is where we were. And so we rented a really big house because it was like 12 of us total, I think. So we needed a lot of space and 
the house we got is is one of those five things. It was incredible. We it had multiple levels. It had the pool table. It had a pool outside. It had a surround sound speaker system, like on every level wow. and outside. So there was like this speaker system around the pool. It was around the hot tub level, like two levels up. It was awesome. So the house just worked out really, really good. The only downside to the house is that it wasn't directly on the beach. We were one row back, so gotcha. we couldn't necessarily go out on the porch and look at the, yeah. the waves breaking on the yeah. beach. But it was an excellent choice for a house. So that's probably uh, it, like number five. Number four, I would say we went to, we always go to lighthouses when we're in the Outer Banks, and we've seen all of them. Because except, you work at Spotswood. Yeah, exactly. And our logo is a lighthouse. Yep. Um, so we have seen pretty much all of them except for Cape Fear because it's really far out. Wait, gotta, that's real? Yeah. You got to take two ferries to get to it. Two ferries? Yeah. So you take one ferry to go to Ocracoke, which we did, and it was a blast. Um, it took a like, long time, I feel time, like you're though. making these names up. I'm not. So Ocracoke is... Uh, at the very southern point, you can get on a ferry. <laughs> that sounds like it's like one of those nasty flavors of Coca-Cola that you get in the Coca-Cola <laughs> Museum. Yeah, here you've got your mango Coke. Here you've got your pear Coke. Here you've got your ochre Coke. <laughs> so That would be gross, man. It, uh, you got to get on a ferry. So it, it takes a whole day to do it pretty much because you got to wait in line for the ferry. Then you get on the ferry, and it's about a 45-minute to an hour ferry ride from uh Cape Hatteras. Wow, that's to, really far out there. Yeah, it's pretty far. And then if you wanted to go to Cape Fear, you would have to get on another ferry at Ocracoke to go all the way to Cape Fear. So it's, I don't know how far that one is, but maybe one day we'll do it. Um, but we went to Ocracoke. We also went to the Body Lighthouse and um, Cape Hatteras. So we had a good time just checking out the lighthouse. What is it about lighthouses that draws you in? Honestly, they're pretty spectacular when you get up to one like Hatteras I think is the biggest one and it's really big and to think about way back in the day them painting those and the lighthouse attendant like the Ocracoke one when you climb up to it there's like a little hobbit door basically that they had to carry like oil into in order to pour in to keep the light running up top I mean it's fascinating the way they were able to construct these things back then and then maintain them and make sure that they were actively doing what they were supposed to be doing. And at Ocracoke, I think um, one of the the salary for the Ocracoke, Ocracoke Lighthouse um, person was like $400 a year or what? something like way back. It was something crazy like that. $400 um, a year just to keep someone from crashing into the... Pretty much. So I kind of feel like that they would need to be paid more than that. It feels well, a little bit more housing is provided. I mean, okay. But they have no community. <laughs> True. They, they live by themselves. Yeah. I mean, I suppose their only job is to make sure the light doesn't go out. But <laughs> So it... It's just fascinating. So that would probably be my number four thing uh, Wait, I, of the week. I, got, I need to ask this question, and I genuinely want to hear an answer to it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Have you ever been at one of these lighthouses, and you and or your group just spontaneously broke out into this little light of mine? No. Are you sure? I'm certain. I don't know that I believe you. You should believe me. Okay. Because <laughs> that that's going to pop happened. into your mind next time you go to it, a lighthouse. It probably will. So thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. I'm, 
I just I like being in your head, Dakota. Fun fact though, my favorite lighthouse down there is actually Currituck, uh, which we didn't go to this time. We went to last time we were there. Uh, it's just a really nice one. So I liked it a lot, um, but we didn't get to go to that one this time because we were staying in a different part. Gotcha. So, uh, number three, uh, week at the beach. Um, okay. Apparently this was a thing for years that my father-in-law and their family did, which was they would get this like inflatable raft and take it out in the ocean and just ride waves with it. Okay. And apparently their goal was to see how long it would take to, for it to, completely be destroyed <laughs> so they um, would buy a they would buy it yeah like a, a cheap inflatable raft that would hold like two people and they would stay on it until it pretty died. much well so they brought one and we went out in the ocean and the first thing that happened was my brother-in-law john joshua jonathan what uh, my brother-in-law joshua he inflated this but you know how like in on like floats and stuff they have the the spout and you got to push them in yeah you know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't push them in. Oh no! So we're out in the ocean, and How he far gets, out? Uh, you know, past the first level of breaking waves, and he hops in. And he's like, "All right, get in, get in, get in." There's waves coming, so I jump in the back of it, and I like my whole body is on it, and I turn. This is gonna be really hard for everybody listening to to visualize, but I turn, and because those spouts were out, it like destroyed my body. Because wow. there were multiple of them. Oh. So I like, you know, when your skin is wet and then yeah, you like scrape yeah, 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 across yeah, yeah, something, yeah. it was terrible. Now, I think people are going to, ha- uh, they're, they're going to understand what you're talking about more easily than you think. Yeah. Well, so this is what happened. And you're like, why was this your number three? Because once we depressed those valves, it was so much fun to ride this raft. After I destroyed and filleted my skin with the cat of nine tails, well, it, the same thing. Then happened, I had fun. The same thing happened to my other brother-in-law, uh, Blake. He his whole chest it looked like he had gotten in a fight with a squid or something because of how torn up his his chest what, was from the from with the raft. Squid, was he trying to like put suction <laughs> cups on his? It just the the marks that it made. It, okay. it was reminiscent of like tentacles like all over him but it was really funny Fear the cracking but we had a great time because we were too big for this raft yet we were riding it and when the wave would it would almost fold in half was this like a banana raft no it was just this little tiny raft that you would buy at walmart that would have like two oars you know just plastic oars it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun how long how long did y'all last oh it, it never it never popped it never popped no i was astonished that it never popped and we just Wrote it and wrote it and wrote it. And this is your number three. Mm-hmm. So number two, my number one's really good. Um, but number two is probably just hanging out with the family. Um, just getting opportunities to hang out with the family. We we cook all of the meals together and things like that. And that was just incredible. Getting the opportunity for Crosby to see his uh, extended family that he doesn't get to see often is just a joy. And that was one of the reasons why you had said the redeeming quality of the beach for you is that your kids get to experience and you get to see them yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it. So getting to see Crosby interact with his uh, aunts and uncles and his, his grandparents and being at the beach, which is a unique thing, was just a, a huge joy. Um, but the number one, and my father-in-law is going to appreciate that I'm telling this story, Oh, is this an embarrassing story? No, no, this is an incredible story. Okay. This is a, we witnessed a miracle at the beach, okay? And it uh, involved a kite. 
Whoa. Okay. The kite, the kite brought uh, never-ending supply of French fries? <laughs> no. So my father-in-law brought three kites. They were those like $3 kites that you buy at okay. the grocery store. You know, they're The not- miracle is that they actually flew? So they all flew. They all flew. <laughs> but we lost the um, string for one of them initially. So we, my brother-in-law, Joshua, he brought his fishing stuff. So he had a spool, like I think 100 yards of... Um, braided fishing line. So we used that for one of the kites. Okay. And he puts a stick through the spool and just sends this kite and it's going, the other two kites are flying. Everything's fine. You know, they're the standard, like 20 yard string, nothing special, right? Just fun to fly a kite. Well, Joshua full sends this kite and it's like way out in the distance. And we look up and it's just a little dot in the sky out over the ocean. And then it just, and he goes all the way to the end of the spool Oh, that he wow. had, and then it dive bombs into the ocean. Okay, and at this point, I'm like, well, there goes a kite. We're, we're down a kite now. David, my father-in-law, starts pulling the kite in by the string. He reeled it in? Well, he was reeling it in. Like a like, barracuda? I was like, David, there's no way this, this is a $3 kite. Like, there's no way it's going to be okay when it gets in. <laughs> well, we see it coming up in the waves, and the waves breaking on it. I'm like, it's totally done now. It's totally destroyed. I mean, it just got pummeled by a wave. Well, he gets it all the way in, and it is in perfect condition. And they throw it up in the air, and it takes off flying. Wow. That's not even the miracle. We're not to the miracle yet. We're not done yet, (laughs) but wait. So here's what happens. We're flying it. We figure out the right distance because the whole spool is too far. It will crash. So we figure out the right distance and we're flying this kite and Haley gets it. um, But somebody had broken the stick that was holding that you would hold that the spool would go on. So she's just holding this fishing line spool flying this kite Well, a massive gust of wind comes and pulls the spool out of her hand, which means we're in the evening time and we're walking next to the ocean. You lost your kite. And the kite is going away. I start, we're not wearing like swimming trunks. I'm wearing regular clothes. And I start sprinting down the beach, chasing this spool that's hitting the water and stuff like that. I'm I'm about knee deep in the water and I and I have this moment where I go I could probably lay out and get this but I don't want to but I'm willing to go waist deep was there <laughs> was there any point in time where the thought went through your head is this is a $3 kite really worth this <laughs> That's why I wasn't willing to dive for it. Uh, yes, yes. I am not going to go full <laughs> wet, but I will go half wet. I was willing to go in up to my waist, so I see this opportunity. I jump over the wave, and I go fully waist deep, and I grab the string. So about a foot deep in the water. Wow. <laughs> I have a hold of the string, and for one moment, I thought that I had success. Oh, no. And now another wave hits my hand. And I lose the string. Mm. At this point, the the kite just takes off. I'm soaked. The whole family's like, you missed it. And I was like, I know, but it's still going. So we stood there and watched this kite go out to sea until we couldn't see it anymore. Mm. This is the miracle, Kyle. Based <laughs> that on when you visited Cape Fear, you found the kite? Listen, based on the evidence that we have standing there for 20 minutes watching this kite... There's no reason for us to believe that it is not still currently flying somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. 
That's a miracle. A three dollar guide. <laughs> Kyle. So hold on. There is a naval barge going by seeing a kite randomly out in the ocean right now. Like in the ocean or above the ocean? Flying through the air somewhere in the Atlantic. It's happening right now. So let me get this straight. You went on a beach vacation, <laughs> came back convinced that this was better than the lake or the mountains. Nope. And, and the main reason why is the thought that a $3 kite is flying out on the ocean? You have to understand the unbelievableness of this. The spool was underwater, which is being weighed down. That is preventing the kite from just floating away and then crashing to its demise. And we watched it until we could not see it anymore. Based on, based on the information that we had, it's still out there. It's still doing it. Uh-huh. Yep, it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> this might be the worst episode that we have ever <laughs> recorded. I, you know, um, wow. You okay. have to believe that that's a miracle, right? I suppose. <laughs> I suppose, theoretically, if it is still flying, that is that is that is some. <laughs> wow! If you see on the news at some point. A UFO, it's probably our kite. Yes, you know, <laughs> all the UFO sightings over the years that they've been keeping under wraps are just errant kites that the Gragg family has accidentally let go of from North Carolina, and they've ended up all over the country. Yes, if it happens to be shaped like a diamond, I think I know what it is. Oh, my goodness. That, that was... Not what I was expecting. I know. That's why I saved it for number one. <sighs> yes, that, that was a number one. That was All a number right. one. So, yes, that was my beach experience. It did change my outlook in a lot of ways. I had the best time has, I've it, ever Hearing had. that story has changed my outlook in a lot of ways as well. <laughs> yeah, it changed how I see the beach because I had a better time than I've ever had at the beach. Um, the sand wasn't as much of a bother as I normally would experience. The... Salt water wasn't as much of a big deal as it usually is now. The danger of the ocean still exists, and I still believe that it's a terrifying thing. But I had a really good time, and I would I would gladly go back to the beach now. And one of these days, a shark's going to pop out of the water and grab the kite and drag it down to the bottom of the ocean. That's, that's a possibility. It'd be Jaws 5 <laughs> or whatever Jaws number we're on. All right. So for the rest of our time, Kyle, uh, I'd like to, since we've made it 20 episodes, this is something that we're really thankful for, first <laughs> of all. After this episode, I'm not certain we'll make it to 40. <laughs> um, we want to take some time uh, to just reflect a little bit on what that has been like. Because we started the first episode of On the Spot aired September 3rd. 2020 that's crazy to think about yeah i mean we're just a couple of months away from reaching a year of doing this and i don't think that either of us really anticipated this being something that we would necessarily be doing long term yeah um as it was something that was birthed out of excuse me the necessity of covid and some of the other things that we were trying and wasn't necessarily working great. So I'm really thankful that we're able to continue doing that. So with that being said, I just in a little bit of a celebration and a time of reflecting on, on it, 
Uh, what was what's been your favorite episode that we've done? My favorite episode. Um, there's been a number of episodes that I have really enjoyed. Uh, I would say an honorable mention uh, would be some of those early ones when, back when we were doing the uh, the the book reviews on yeah. spiritual disciplines from a god of a godly life from yeah. a godly life for a godly life whatever it is uh, whatever insert preposition Donald Whitney. Here. Um, I actually enjoyed some of those early episodes when we were talking about studying the Bible and prayer, yeah. uh, different things like that. I, I believe, honestly, that so much of the Christian life boils down to those things. And I felt like of of all the episodes we did, those those were some of the the most helpful, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I would probably say my favorite episode was the uh, the abortion episode when we interviewed uh, Kelly and Chris. Yeah, uh, I thought that was very impactful. Really enjoyed that one. You know, yeah, I I would fully agree with you on that. That was that's my favorite episode that we've done at this point. Uh, it was just something that, man, it just really impacted me personally. Hearing both of their stories and motivated me to want to to be more a part of and in support of choices our pregnancy center in the area. So. Yeah, I would say that the abortion episode is probably my favorite. And if you're, if anybody's wondering, that is episode number eleven uh, of what we've done. So, and it's yeah. been all downhill since then. <laughs> we've tackled some hard things since then. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I would agree with you. Episode eleven, the one about abortion, is my favorite as well. So, Kyle, what is your least favorite? episode actually let me ask you this before you answer that mm -hmm. how many episodes have you listened to <laughs> i think i made it through four before i finally had to stop because i just couldn't stand listening to myself anymore interesting how I, many have you listened to i have listened to 20 episodes. Yes, because you edit the podcast. <laughs> I also listen to them when they air. Do you really? Yeah, because I edit them and I want to see if I mess something up or yeah. which I have. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I listen to them when I do the edit obviously, but also then I listen to it when it when it airs yeah. on wherever medium. So, yeah, so all my opinions on these episodes are based off of the recording in the moment. So yeah. if Dakota's cutting anything out, um, <laughs> he you doesn't know, know. <laughs> I don't know. So or inserting things or inserting things. He, for all I know, he's making fun of me in the moment. <laughs> it's like future Dakota here. All right, you know? we we all know that Kyle makes fun of me more than I make fun of him. Um, that's probably true. <laughs> so okay, so what is your least favorite episode, Kyle? Um, my least favorite episode other than this one is, <laughs> uh, probably the first one actually. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I, I, sometimes I, I cringe to think that it is the first one and it probably, and I think it has more listens than any other it episode does have we, more. we've done. Yep. And it's not that it was bad necessarily. I just think, I don't know that there was a ton of content there other than getting to know us. True. And um, which I suppose is good and fair, but you know, I I feel like we've we've gotten better since yeah, then. I agree. Uh, and so I hope that we've gotten better. Yeah, and I I just the first one is I don't know. It's that's probably my least favorite. 
Yeah, well, my least favorite is probably the Santa Claus episode. I know here's, why. Here's why. Because that's the only episode that we have had to actually re-record. We've recorded that one twice. <laughs> because so, during the first episode, the missing chapter, we fought. Yes. Yeah, so on the air. That I was about to say, this is something that not everybody knows. So this is a little bit of a peek behind the scenes of On the Spot. Kyle and I did not do well in our recording in that morning in that we were very adamantly in disagreement. Yes, we were. Which we disagreed in the in the re-record and we still disagree on this. However, we were frustrated with each other, I think, during this and it came across that way in the recording. So, afterwards, <laughs> there's a little bit of a heated debate. Afterwards, we Discussed I, th- I it. thought we were going to stop being friends after that. No. Because Dakota <laughs> called me some choice names. No. And, and um, he hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm not kidding. saying that's not true, nah, but, that's just so but I didn't call him names. But we did have a, a, a strong disagreement to the point where we felt like it wasn't a good example of the way we would portray people having a disagreement, but still caring for one another. So we decided to re-record it that same afternoon. And I think that we produced something a lot better, but recording an episode twice is not the most fun thing we've ever done. No, no. But I think what we produced uh, ended up being good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I My question for you is, do you still have that original recording? I do probably do somewhere and should we release it as a bonus we should definitely not do that because again (laughs) i think it's a poor example of how two brothers in christ should interact in a disagreement we could call it the one about immaturity the example of immaturity yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah, that's just a fun fact for you about one of the episodes that we'll release it next year on christmas maybe probably (laughs) not um so Kyle, what have you learned over the past 20 episodes? Um, You can't say that you've learned how to make a podcast because I have to do all that part. um, I mean, that's true. (laughs) I I don't do anything except talking to Mike and help plan the episodes. Um, What have I learned? Uh, I think it's interesting. This is a new medium for us. This is a new medium for me. I haven't... uh, I have not... uh, done something like this before. And I think one of the things that that shines out as being different from what you normally do in a sermon or something along those lines is that you you tackle you tackle the content very differently. You um it's not like it's not like producing a sermon where you are you know, sitting down, you've got your topic, you are trying to, uh, you've got your passage that you're teaching from, and you're just teaching that passage. I'm sure there are people who do a, an incredible job with podcasts doing that, but this is more of a conversation. It's more figuring out, um, figuring out what to say, how to say it, what topics people want to hear about it, what's going to actually what's actually going to build an audience. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a little bit different. That's it. 
it you you approach it in a completely different way right. than you would if you were preparing a, a sermon. So learning how to do that and learning how to uh, develop those questions and craft it in such a way that people actually care to listen, uh, that's been a unique experience that I've enjoyed uh, learning. Sure, certainly there's been topics that we've talked about that um, you know I didn't know nearly as much about, and I was grateful for the opportunity to study those and yeah. learn more about those, like the history of Halloween and uh, things like that. Studying for our raucous debate on Santa Claus, <laughs> um, you know, all of those were um, enjoyable. Um, but you know, I would say it was more learning how to craft a quality podcast, just the content of it. Yeah, I would I would say that for me it is what I've learned the most is probably this I think that on the spot has helped me become a better pastor. Mm-hmm. Um I mean certainly I, I've learned how to edit a podcast. I've learned how to do all of the things behind the scenes that nobody sees and all of that stuff, which does take a lot of time. But I think that doing this has made me a better high school pastor because a lot of the things we have talked about are things that directly impact students yeah. and their parents. Yeah. And not that I wouldn't have studied those things, but I think that this has given me the reason, right, a, a greater reason to study them in more depth, which has allowed me to have a lot more conversations with my students and their parents about the things that they're dealing with, a lot of the things in which we have talked about on the podcast. So I'm really grateful for what I've learned in those respects and how that has helped me to be able to be more equipped to have those conversations. Yeah, I think that I think that's really good. Um, you know, certainly that was a better answer than the one I gave. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I think I would agree with you. Um, it when you have it on the schedule. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of times we're going to tackle things in the podcast that we're not necessarily going to tackle every single week. When we when we preach scripture, so it forces us to learn things that they actually are walking through right now to learn how to deal with those things rather than avoiding them. I think that's really good. Yep. So you don't actually know the number of listens on every episode. No, I don't. Um, so when it comes to this next question, what is an episode that doesn't have a lot of listens but should? I think that there's two on here that I would point out that didn't necessarily reach the mark that we had hoped that it would reach as far as people engaging and listening to them. But I wish that they would because I think that they have really, really important and good content. Yeah, I think the book reviews are highly underrated. That's one of the ones that I would Um, point out. Especially the one that you did with Amy. Uh, That's win- the exact winning, one. Winning the War With Your Mind, uh, the book the, on Craig yep, Rochelle. That is episode number 17. Um, I think that one, um, if for nothing else, than to gain insight from our girls' ministry director, yeah. Amy. But uh, I think any of our book reviews, by nature of the fact that they're a, a book review, um, people just seem to be less interested. They in are the, the lower listened to uh, ones. But I... <laughs> You know, maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy or something, but I actually enjoy doing the book reviews more. I actually really like recording those. Yeah, because it, it's fun to actually, you know, we read a book together, and now we're going to chat about it. We're going to chat about what we liked about it. We're going to chat what we didn't like about it. We're going to chat about how this book could benefit uh 
you know, people that we come into contact with. I am actually, I actually like reading and I think people should do more reading out there because I think the more that you read, uh, the better chance you have to grow in your, in your faith and hear, um, you know, see, uh, particularly scripture, but, uh, to see scripture in a different light from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of value in that. You can learn a lot about, uh, other people. The reality is when we do episodes like the, the couple episodes we did on same sex attraction, the reason why it seemed like we knew what we were talking about is because we had done a lot of reading from books. Um, and so, you know, for, for some of you, maybe audiobooks are a better method or you don't like reading at all or, or whatever. But um, I think for me, I think those are some highly underrated episodes. Well, they and they are the least listened to for sure. And I agree with you. The one that about winning the war in your mind with Amy is a, a really great one for everybody to go and check out. Um, but also keep in mind that on the spot wouldn't exist if we didn't start doing book reviews during COVID. I mean, that's very that's very <laughs> true. We actually, uh, on the spot, actually started out uh, as us recording YouTube videos of reviewing books for parents. For parents, yep. uh, you know, and what did we call that? We called it book, parent book club. Parent book club, yeah. And that actually gave us the idea for the for the podcast. So. Yep. Um, man, now I'm kind of jonesing to read more books and do... Well, I, I do think that we will continue doing book reviews uh, just because, again, there's a lot of value in that, and we recommend them so that you have another resource to go to. Uh, but the other one that I would say is is an underrated and under-listened-to episode is the one with Pastor Drew. Um, it does have quite a few listens, um, but still not really high. Mm. But I will just tell you the level of encouragement that I had sitting in the studio with our lead pastor, hearing his heart for the student ministry was extremely encouraging. Yeah, yeah. So I I would just love for anybody who's listening to go, if they haven't, go and listen to the one with Pastor Drew, which is episode 16, just so that you can hear the perspective of a lead pastor of a church and how important the next generation is even if you don't go to church at spotswood and you don't come into contact with drew you live somewhere else i think it would be encouraging for you to hear because i it would give you insight into just exactly what a healthy relationship between a student ministry and uh, a senior pastor actually looks like i agree I agree. So those are the two episodes that I would recommend uh, for people to go and listen to if they haven't already. Um, So I did want to wrap things up with this part of the conversation with just sharing with our listeners a little bit about some of our future goals with On The Spot, Um, because we do want to do some different things. We want to grow in what we're doing. We want to grow our audience and things like that. That's one of the big things is we want to reach more with the content that we produce. Uh, and that comes down to a lot of our listeners. We need your help because me and Kyle, we can produce it, but we're not necessarily the best at getting it out to the world. I also am in charge of the on the spot uh, Instagram page, which I don't do the best job of. Um, and it's just because of a time crunch. It's not 
high, a super high priority on my list of things to do. But I would like to see our audience grow, and that means that we need your help. We need you. If you think that what we talk about matters as much as we think that it matters, because we wouldn't talk about it if we didn't think that it mattered. If you think that it matters too, we need your help in sharing what we're producing. Um, and that's not because we want to have a famous podcast. No, no, no. I, I, I am under no illusions that we will ever hit those levels. No. And, I, and honestly, I don't know that I want to. I, I kind of like being a little bit of a niche podcast. Uh, I like being able to have a voice uh, produce con uh, for, for people that we're connected with. Yeah, uh, I like being able to uh, be a resource that people can share with their friends. Yeah. And that's that feels a little more relational and local. I would say that's why we want to grow our audience because one of the most encouraging things for me is when I, I get a text from a parent or an email from somebody that's listened and says that says the episode that you talked about, whatever, help me navigate this. Yeah. Help me understand this thing because that tells me that at least we're doing something right. Yep. And if we're doing something right for, for one person, then likely it's it's going to be good for someone else too. So right. that's why. Also, we want to have more audience participation. Yes. That to me is the number one future goal I want for On The Spot is to figure yep. out how to engage our audience better. Yeah, because right now it it is a lot primarily just me and Kyle figuring out what we're doing, where we're going what we're talking about, but we would really, really, really like to get more interaction with you, the listener, about how we can, or what things we need to talk about. Yeah. What ideas do you have for segments that we could do on the podcast? What questions would you like us to uh, answer? Yeah. Um, it, it could be questions about something that's going on in culture. It could be questions about something in the Bible that you don't understand that you want us to, that you want us to talk about. Yeah. It could be something as stupid and silly as uh, a game you want us to play on the podcast. Uh, sorry, I've been, I've been trying to convince Dakota to let us play a game on the <laughs> podcast for the longest time. And he keeps saying that he doesn't like that idea. I, I don't really. But <laughs> if you think that we should play games on the podcast, you should let us know. And, you know, we we've you know also, Dakota has been wrong before. He he has recanted his views about the beach. <laughs> we've also talked about doing some things on Instagram Live and and things like that. Um, I've done a little bit of that already, but we talked about exploring a little bit more of that so that we can interact more with you, the listener, on a more personal basis. Um, for those of you who don't necessarily go to Spotswood and we don't see uh, you know each each week and things like that, so. Um, the last thing that we're really hoping to do more of on, on, on the spot is have more people come onto the podcast, um, for interviews and, and things like what we did with the abortion episode, like what we did with having Amy on and having pastor drew on and even having our worship pastor, Josh come on at one time. I, I say that we want to do more interviews and we've actually done quite a few, Sure, um, yeah. but we want to make that a little bit more of a regular part of what we do. Because there's so much value in having another voice at the table, you know, uh, and another viewpoint and opinion and perspective. So um, do you have any other things to add to that, Kyle? Those are kind of the things that I really, really hope for in our podcast as we move forward. I, I think that's I think that's really, really good. We've got some episode ideas uh, coming down the down the pipe that we're really excited about. But at the end of the day, we just would love to hear from you guys what you would like us to do what yeah. you would like to hear because yeah. uh, we're we're doing this 
for you. We're doing this to edify you in your growth as a person Good. or your growth uh, as a Christ follower uh, to help you follow him better and 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 make disciples and and help other people. So we want we just want to make sure the content that we're offering is helpful. So audience participation, audience engagement, man, that's that's the number one for me. Yeah. So to wrap this up, I got a recommendation for us, Kyle. All right, what's your recommendation? Uh, it's the place that we ate for lunch. Oh, it's so good. We went to Kebab Corner. Yes. So I love Kebab Corner. I've been there many, many, many yes. times. Strangely I, enough, it is not on the corner of anything. Correct. It used to be on the corner of a of a building, but they've moved. Yes. They're they're located in the Central Park area. Um, but on the five guy side, not correct, not the, <laughs> uh, the old cheeseburger in paradise side. Yeah. So I love kebab corner. I've been there a bunch of times. I've written reviews on it on Yelp. If you haven't been, you should absolutely go. It is Afghanistan. If, if you live outside of Fredericksburg, you should travel to Fredericksburg to eat it. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far, but, um, it's Afghanistani food. So it's, it's a little different than like what I would describe as Mediterranean food, which is more Greek influenced. Um, so it is super, super good. Um, we have, they have all kinds of different kebabs They do it on a tandoor oven is excellent. So you should definitely try it out and it is something you won't regret. So like we said before, we want to hear from you and this is how we can hear from you. This is how you can interact with us at on the spot. You can connect with us through our social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook on the spot dot podcast is how you find that. Um, you can send us private messages, uh, talk to us that way, or you can simply send us an email. If you want to just talk to us directly that way, it's on the spot at spotswood.org. So let us know what you want us to, to talk about. Let us know what you want to hear. Give us some ideas of how we can better interact with you guys, the listeners. Also be sure to share the podcast with other people. Be sure to give us a rating if you listen to us on Apple. Write us a review because those things are what helps the podcast get some uh, credibility, if you will, with uh, those algorithms and things like that and will allow other people to listen. Um, so we love you guys and we're grateful for you listening. And we're grateful for the 20 episodes that we've already got to do. And we're looking forward to uh, what we're going to be doing in the future. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about more stuff that matters. That matters.